What's up, everybody? It's Wes and Andy, and we are back Sunday night. <laughs> the road to Ahsoka. It is officially the road to Ahsoka. We're making it that way anyway. Yeah. So got a few weeks to go. We're uh, looking at an August 31st premiere on Disney Plus uh, for the Ahsoka Tano live action uh, series. Now, uh, in case you're wondering, we are now uh, we're uh, we're flying the missing man again tonight. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, there is a major uh, uh, fire uh, currently happening outside of uh, Halifax Amazing in uh, forest in, subdivision in uh, Tantalon. Uh, so, first of all, our uh, our thoughts are uh, go out to everybody who is affected by the fire. I hope that um, while well, people are having a bad day right now, and I hope that the community can come together and uh, help those people out because it's an awful thing uh, to lose uh, to lose everything and certainly uh, hopefully no lives are lost yeah that being said uh hank is a few kilometers away there is a river that separates uh, him between the fire so hopefully uh fingers crossed that all is well however their services are being affected so right now uh hank has no internet <laughs> so we are uh, thinking of you and we are thinking of everybody else in uh, tantalon tonight Getting back to Ahsoka, um, fan favorite character, right? Eh? I would think so. All right. Well, before we get into anything, because we've just circled back to the thing that we keep saying we don't do. Star Wars? Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's time to... Uh, Is it time? Open up the trunk here. Open up the door and let out the... Um, Bad Star Wars jokes. Nice. All right. This one might be the worst one we've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> why did anakin skywalker cross the road um to get to the other side in, in space they don't need roads <laughs> they have hyper lanes to get to the dark side <laughs> it's awful did the emperor take his hand and lead him across? it's awful Something, something, something. Come with me, Anakin. We will cross. <laughs> okay. Are we good? I think so. But we're not here to talk about Anakin. We are not. Not directly. Well, uh, indirect. Uh, introduced in 2008 as a supporting character uh, in the Star Wars, the Clone Wars film, Ahsoka Tano wasn't originally envisioned as the viewpoint for the audience during that film instead she was intended to showcase anakin skywalker's growth as a mentor allowing the audience to witness his teaching and leadership skills and how his approach was different from other jedi of the day no doubt mm. of course that movie and indeed much of the first season of the clone wars was written with a younger audience in mind and for a lot of kids Ahsoka would become the viewpoint for an audience that quite literally grew up alongside her. Ahsoka started as a brash young Jedi apprentice whose methods often clashed with her master, eventually leaving the Jedi Order where she would mature and develop a broader perspective of the Force, before returning to the galaxy at large as one of the architects of the fledgling rebellion against the Galactic Empire. This August, Ahsoka is about to take the center stage in her own live-action uh, series. And set in the Mandoverse, between the periods, uh, the period between the events of Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens, 
the marketing for the show would uh, suggest that there is still a lot of unfinished business from the series finale of Star Wars Rebels. So for the next uh, eight weeks or so, I might be off in my math a little bit there. Yeah, somewhere in there. We're going to take a look back at Ahsoka and her development as a character. And how did we get here? We're going to do that through the lens of the Ahsoka Tano Essential Episodes playlist on Disney+. Plus. So if you have a subscription to Disney+, Plus, you can go check um, that out. You can go check out the uh, Ahsoka playlist that is there. Uh, tonight, we're going to go through the first uh, three episodes. Uh, and fans of our show, this may look kind of familiar to you. <laughs> I mean, we do have a bit of a format, so uh, I didn't go. I didn't stray too far off the script. Um, in fact, my notes are probably not as good as I would like them to be and still overly cumbersome and clumsy. <laughs> nah, they'll be good. <laughs> Regardless. Uh, guys, if you have uh, comments and, and uh, thoughts on Ahsoka and uh, your connection to the character, please share them with us in the comments. Mm. We'd love to hear from you guys and get your thoughts on uh, on Ahsoka. Have you been there the whole time or did you find her along the way? Well, see, I for me, I mean, I was there. Oh, I, I did go see the Clone Wars uh, in theater. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did see it in theater. Um, I, I definitely thought it was for that. The movie especially was for a younger audience. Yeah. Um, and I still make fun of all of the, uh, you know, the comments about, oh, snips and uh, Sky Guy Dewey and Sky Guy. And I'm not really. <sighs> she evolves past that. She does. And again, that that series just got progressively better and oh, better and easier better. better every time. Yeah. 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 First comment coming in here. Uh, Sarah on YouTube says, uh, I liked Ahsoka from her first appearance, and I'm really looking forward to seeing her series. Uh, we are too. So tonight we are going to be covering, uh, now this is uh, Clone Wars uh, Season 1, Episode 2, Rising Malevolence. We're also going to take a look at uh, Season 1, Episode 19, Storm Over Ryloth. And we're going to round it out with, uh, let me see here. Let me flip forward. Uh, season three, I believe. There it is. Season three, episode 21, Padawan Lost. So uh, shall we uh, get into it? Yeah, let's dive in. All right, well, hang on a second. Let me change things up here. Get some presentations uh, let's going. Let's do that one. And let's go that one. Mm -hmm. And there we are. <laughs> there we go. Uh, I guess I should have brought this up a little bit earlier. Um, taking a look back at the character, I thought it'd be kind of cool if we uh, had a look at uh, the evolution. The humble beginnings, as it the were. The evolution of her uh, character model. I mean, she has way more looks than what I've collected here, but these are sort of the uh, the quintessential uh, uh, looks for the character. Uh, there's some early uh, uh, concept art for her. Mm-hmm. And pretty sure that's uh, that uh, some of that is, uh, if not all of that, is Dave Filoni's work. Hmm. Um, not a according to Pablo Hidalgo, though. Pablo says that uh, Ahsoka Tano is actually uh, originally a George Lucas idea that really? uh, Dave Filoni fleshed out. Huh. I know that uh, Ahsoka is very close to uh, to his heart. You could say that about the whole Star Wars universe at this point, though. What's that? That it was George Lucas's idea, and Filoni has fleshed it out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, not just Dave too. I mean, if we're talking the whole franchise, there's there's a lot of creatives uh, that have contributing made it. to it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But this uh, this is largely her uh, early on, like the uh, season one movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she's 
I don't know. It's almost uh young teenager. Yeah. Like a rebellious teenager phase. Yeah. Almost not, not preteen, but like tween, tween. Yeah. I'd tween, tween 12, 13, I guess. Yeah. 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 I was not a huge fan of this look. No. Uh, looking back on them. No, not a huge fan. It's still better than the ballerina look. The, oh, you mean in the, co- the, in yeah, the concept, concept art. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, fast forward a couple of seasons, we get to season three. Now she, she had the season three to season five. I do say season five because season six was the, uh, the lost episodes, the, yeah. just a handful of them from, uh, that showed on Netflix actually. Hmm. This I thought was a, a much nicer look. They aged her up a little bit, which is interesting because the clone wars was only three years, hmm. but again, kids, they sprout, uh, ki- uh kids uh, having a growth spurt. No surprise there. Yep. And then we get uh, her season seven look, which is mm, so good. It's like she's matured and she knows what she needs to be in battle at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, of course, my favorite look is uh, is her look uh, from Star Wars Rebels as uh, or, or Fulcrum, if you want to uh, call her that. Either mm. is correct. And then finally finishing off with uh, now we've got her in live action. We had her back in uh, the Mandalorian and the book of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you thought that she hadn't evolved between the two shows, the marketing material would say that that is not true yep. as mysteriously uh, between shows, uh, her head tails have now grown. Mm-hmm. So she's maybe a little closer to, uh, to a hybrid between her clone wars look and her star Wars rebels look. I don't know, man. What's your what's your favorite look? I'm kind of partial to Rosario Dawson, so I like live action. You do, but... eh? Yeah, I, I I love the Rebels look, but she had a ton more looks. She had the uh, the winter outfit. She had like a diving suit at one yeah. point. Uh, all these environmentally specific looks, but by and large, these are the uh, uh, the main looks uh, for the character. Still not sure how I feel about the the reconciliation from animation to live action. I do like Rosario Dawson. I I don't have any issue with her playing the character. Just hasn't resonated with me the same way that Ashley Eckstein's work has. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping when we get to the her solo series that because it is so. Uh, well, we think it's so closely tied to uh, the the Mandalorian. Uh, sorry, the uh, I was going to say to Rebels. Oh, that because Rebels of of all Star Wars animation is my favorite uh, of all of them, which I still have yet to finish. <laughs> Man, get on it! Get on it! All right. So uh, again, like I said, uh, this probably will look familiar to you if you've uh, watched our show before as we kind of mumble through the plot. But I've, I've, I've tried to go as light as possible on the slides because I, I don't want to focus. It's I don't want to so get too bogged down on the plot. I really want to get into the, the stuff that makes Ahsoka Ahsoka. Now, you can't do that without some of these like some of these plot elements because yeah, they kind you, of you have to see what situation she's in. To know how she's going to react to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I look at these three episodes as sort of, uh, this first three episodes anyway, sort of give us, uh, they inform us a little bit about her relationship with other people, mm-hmm. particularly. And, and not just people she knows, but. Uh, that's right, yeah. Other people in general as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when we get to the first episode here, um, uh, sorry, why am I going here? Storm over, uh, nope, I didn't do that right. Let me go back. There you go. Uh, rising Malevolence. Um, this one really speaks to, uh, the relationship she has and not necessarily with, with her master, 
but with Jedi Master Plo Koon, who mm-hmm. plays a very important role in uh, Ahsoka's development. That being said, let's get to it. Here I would now. say he per- he uh, provides the role that gets her to where she is. Well, absolutely. And I mean, she says that right in the episode that yeah. he was the one that, that brought, brought her, her to, to the Jedi the temple. temple. And so then I, I think back to when we were watching and talking about uh, Tales, Tales of the Jedi, I'm like, did they miss an opportunity here by not having him show up at the end of her arc when uh, Gantika mm-hmm. is like, Ahsoka is Jedi? Yeah. You know, they could have done like a, a, a little time lapse thing and have him show up to collect her. That would have been kind of cool. Yeah. At the same time, if they're saving for a season two, she said, oh, yeah, well, that's true. She says not only, uh, you know, are they, uh, um, oh, my gosh. She says um, that he's actually one of her closest friends. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Because you would think after he brought her there, he would, you know, keep an eye on her. Check yeah, in on her, yeah, yeah. Make sure all is good. Yeah, Exactly. Well, uh, season one, episode two, although it is the second episode uh, to uh, be broadcast um, in the chronology that has become uh, Star Wars The Clone Wars, which uh, if you haven't checked it out, there is a chronological uh, chronological order. It's all over the Internet. Um, I tend to look at the one on StarWars.com. But this is actually the sixth episode chronologically. It originally aired uh, October 3rd, uh, 2008. And the episode synopsis says that creating panic throughout the galaxy, a devastating separatist mystery weapon terrorizes the clone Starfleet. Anakin and Ahsoka race to save Jedi Master Plo Koon and his clone troopers in time. Jedi Master Plo Koon and his squad barely survive an attack from a mysterious separatist warship called the Malevolence. Can they stay alive long enough for Anakin and Ahsoka uh, to find them? I thought this episode gives us like one of the, if not the earliest uh, uh, look at uh, Ahsoka's boundless uh, levels of hope, you know, in Star Wars, uh, we've talked about this many, many times. Uh, one of the recurrent and prevailing themes of Star Wars is hope. We get a line from Jen Erso about rebellions being built on hope. Uh, Leia said it in Rogue One, you know, yeah. what is it? Hope. Right. So, and Ahsoka is just another embodiment of that. Now, um, because the malevolence has left no survivors and there were no distress beacons, it is assumed that uh, Plo Koon and uh, his fleet were all lost. So the council uh, informs Anakin uh, and Ahsoka that all the ships will be uh, redeployed, including theirs, uh, citing uh, that they can't afford any more losses. Now, hang on a second here. We got a message coming in here. Oh, look at that. Uh, it's Hank. Uh, Hank wanted to say, I couldn't comment from YouTube for some reason, so I'm here on uh, Facebook. Godspeed. Thank you, sir. Uh, don't forget, uh, chime in with your comments as we go along here. Uh, jump in with your points that you want to make, and I will make sure to uh, we'll make sure to get those up and uh, and talk about them. Be safe. And yes, absolutely <clears throat> be safe. One eye on the screen, one eye on the fire. <laughs> <laughs> all right so um ahsoka pleads with the council and it not only is it uh it's out of turn and it's against anakin's instructions when he says do not speak unless you are spoken to yeah like mere seconds ago yeah <laughs> and she's like yep what's interesting is this gives us that sense of and i said this uh, earlier uh in our private chat throughout the week as we were preparing the, the episode like 
you really get this reminder that Ahsoka Tano is to Anakin Skywalker as Anakin is to Obi-Wan Kenobi. There's a, there's this sort of impetuousness and an impulsiveness uh, to her youth. Uh, and it's such a contrast to see Anakin sort of in the, the mentor role. You can certainly see elements of Obi-Wan's teachings coming through, but then, I mean, how many times over the course of the, the series does he just sort of throw that out the window and uh, and do, you know, kind of whatever he wants thing. to. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like an extension of Qui-Gon Jinn's teachings to Obi-Wan, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like you get that many degrees away and I don't want to say belligerent or ignorant to their teachings. Right, anything, right. But they just take it that extra step. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, meanwhile, over in the uh, uh, escape pod, <clears throat> the clones uh, fear that they will not survive. Oh, sorry, I went too far. The clones fear that they won't survive while uh, Plo Koon rallies them to keep up morale. But uh, time is precious because Count Dooku and General Grievous have dispatched uh, a hunter pod that is filled with battle droids uh, in order to scuttle all of the uh, Republic uh, escape pods. Do you remember this this arc with the malevolence? Uh, it's basically a giant ion cannon yeah. that, that just kind of Shoots decimated. Like a, oh, I honestly knocked like out all the uh, all the electronics. Yeah, like oh, what am I thinking here? Upper atmosphere explosion, EMP. Yeah, it, a traveling ab- EMP, basically. Absolutely. Excuse me. Hank's uh, comment says she brings out the best of Anakin the same way that Anakin brings out the best in Obi Wan. It's interesting how there's a. I mean, I don't know. The age gap here is less. Like the Obi-Wan Anakin age gap, Obi-Wan's in his 20s when he picks up Anakin, who's what, nine years old? Something like that, yeah. Anakin's still, uh, uh, this is still like uh, uh, Attack of the Clones. This is between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. They say it's 10 years since that. So he's like, he's 19, 19. 20, somewhere in there. I, like we were just saw, we were just saying, I see Ahsoka as a, as a tween here, like 13, maybe even 14. Yeah. And because that age gap is so much narrower than it is between Obi and Anakin, yeah, there there's some crossover with that that impetuousness that I was talking about before. Like they both have some similar. Oh, so Hank says uh, she's actually 14. Okay, okay perfect, perfect. Uh, 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 doily, Dooku, doily. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's a wesism like i know that that's a that was probably auto-corrected uh but that's a total wesism I, I don't think we actually do get to see them on the same ship do, we do on this do one we? we do yeah well yeah we get to see him here and then he's like oh, again the later on in the war that's a good question i don't know yeah. if we do or not because at um, the end he's like uh you just pissed off my master i'm going to go talk to him yeah yeah dooku and grievous on the same ship do we see it again uh do we see that again during the course of the war I don't know if we do or we don't. I'm certainly going to be looking yeah. for it now, though. But yeah. Uh, right. So trying to keep up morale um, as these battle droids are essentially uh, there to scuttle all of the escape pods. Yeah. Um, and it's pretty grim in this episode, too. Like, as we see guys getting like blown out into the vacuum of space. Yeah, 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 yeah like vader and tarkin on the death star yeah kind of yeah very much like that you don't see them again uh well of course one of them dies yeah <laughs> all like, right well the, the 
clones here are also this is like an early thing for the clones where they're like you know nobody's coming nobody gives a crap about us we're expendable right right but did that I move ahead i don't know maybe i don't know what i did oh no i just i just narrowed it down to like two slides That's all good. <laughs> i have more slides as we get going here but this one i was very light on it yeah um but like plo Koon is keeping hope whereas they've given is. up but that's going to come back too because it's not only does plo Koon care about his troops right right ahsoka does as well and like she's coming at it from i know the rest of them are like military strategy yeah, yeah, losses, yeah. there's no survivors don't worry about it yeah but she's like well what if there are that's the thing that's that that thing i was saying about she's this like boundless well of hope and yeah. that's the thing that is is pretty much well right up until she leaves the jedi order i mean that's and even after that once she grows up a little bit and matures a little more that that sense of like the endless wellspring that does come back yeah but she's an embodiment of that very consistently through most of her appearance in star wars yeah we get another example of the this uh, weird relationship between anakin and ahsoka as uh, anakin basically makes up this excuse to go off on his own without, scout ahead without telling her like he doesn't tell her like when it's like don't talk she speaks at a turn, basically gets, you know, rep- reprimanded by him yeah. and you learn. And then he's like, but we're going to go and do it anyway. And it's like, well, she doesn't you, realize that until they get to uh, this. Is what I mean, though, like, can you imagine being her and being faced with that? Like being, you just told me this, do what I tell you to do. But then when I do this thing over here, just kind of forget about it. Do what I tell you. Like it really sends mixed messages. And when oh, you're talking absolutely. about the, the mentorship role, like I can see how that, impacts you know her development as a character yeah it doesn't send a very clear message to her no No. hank says it's funny in the third episode we look at tonight plo is like we can't waste time looking for a single lost padawan right true that's kind of cold well ahsoka (laughs) protests that uh it's okay when anakin doesn't follow what the council says you know, and then there's and the funny thing, and I laughed watching this, is that he doesn't really address it. He's just he says, uh, doing what the council says is one thing, but how we go about doing it is something else. And there is that from a certain point of view. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, as Hank says, he's teaching her to craft her uh rebelliousness. Absolutely. Yeah, but do it in a way that doesn't appear to be rebellious. <sighs> it's again the whole mixed message thing yeah it's interesting and again maybe it's because of that as i said before that narrower uh uh, age gap uh, age gap makes it a little bit easier just because there's still two young people yeah sorry excuse me two young people now uh we learn that the reason that uh, ahsoka is so intent on searching for survivors is because plo koon is one of her oldest friends and that was plo koon that brought her to the jedi temple Uh, and like i said missed opportunity by not having that entails missed opportunity for now yeah 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 as ahsoka and anakin search uh, for the uh, the wreckage for survivors plo koon and the clones exit their pod to fight the battle droids in the vacuum of space so we do get to see Jedi's outside fighting in space. Uh, we do. Uh, in fact, Blue Coon, he's like, I, he says, uh, makes a point of saying, I can survive for, for, a little while. for a short period of time. I was thinking like a minute, not like no. the rest of the episode <laughs> as he just hangs out outside. <laughs> do, 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 do. No problem. Yep. 
uh we get introduced to to uh i i think the whole arc uh introduces but uh plo Koon was in command of uh, i don't know the clone battalion number but it's wolf's battalion yeah so all the uh the, the wolf guys um uh, ahsoka shows her frustration when no one responds to their hails and surprisingly it's anakin that tells her to have patience <laughs> yeah. coming from the guy who murdered the the men the women and the children patience yeah hank says she's purer than anakin in a lot of ways and she does what he cannot when faced with disillusionment with the jedi order she walks away true yeah 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 and it's Blo Koon that actually defends her, not defends her in the legal sense, but is supportive of her, doesn't believe that she's the, the murderer, and they hang her out to dry anyway. Yeah. And we're getting way ahead of ourselves on that one. The Jedi are clouded. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there what, is a great meme floating around now uh, with Anakin and Padme. And she's like, but I have to get powerful to save you. And she's like, yeah, forget yeah. it. Let's just leave. Yeah. I'm rich. We'll yeah. go chill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> When the council finds out that Anakin has taken his Padawan to search for survivors, uh, Yoda says, huh, twice the trouble they have become. So true. Uh, and again, Ahsoka really is to Anakin as Anakin is to Obi-Wan. Now, after an admonishment from the Supreme Chancellor, Anakin is about to return to his fleet, um, but it's Ahsoka and her special connection to Plo Koon through the Force that she implores Anakin to stay and continue the search, insisting that she knows he's alive because he out. can sense it. You, and you really get that contrasting uh, view where he's kind of in the, he's doing this sort of meditative thing as he's yeah. kneeling on the escape pod and she's kind of staring at the control board of the ship. Yeah. And they, and then she's like, yeah, wait, it's, it's almost like Ray and Kylo Ren connecting. Similarly. Across. Yeah. Yeah. I take this more to be part of that special relationship that yeah. she has with Plo Koon. Yeah. Um, and it's cool that, that he is this recurrent uh, character throughout her development. But this, this episode really uh, early on in the series lets us know that there are other uh, influential uh, Jedi in her life yeah. besides Anakin and, and uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi and uh, Plo Koon could have been a great, uh, can you imagine if Plo Koon had have been her, hmm. you know, if she had been his Padawan learner and not Anakin Skywalker? It would have been a very different, uh, um, different result. Di well, maybe not. Yeah. Maybe not. She may still have come to the same conclusions, but I think she would have stayed in the order longer. Mm. Yeah. 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 For, unfortunately for him, I mean, uh, he bought it in a Starfighter in uh, order 66. Yeah. Right. Or so that, Raccoon. that is our first one. That is, uh, da, 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 that was rising malevolence. And as I saying, like these, these three episodes largely, uh, it, to, from my perspective uh, are sort of uh relationship stuff yes um that really sort of uh inform us about her relationships and how she forms relationships with people and he says uh, tara sanube stands out to me uh I, yeah i guess he would too wouldn't he she's got that thing with all of like not everybody, but there's a, I guess there are a couple of people that she has that sort of thing. It's right in the first episode when they uh, meet and she's, she actually greets uh, Plo Koon with that. Um, oh, I, uh, Kotoya, Master Plo. Kotoya. Ahsoka. And she speaks to him in like uh, his native, his native language. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of cool. All right, let's get on to the next one here. Oh, and there you go. Doesn't that summarize the whole episode right there? Yeah. 
you know, uh, people influential in her life. Yeah. And she like saves him, right? They pull it in. They pull him in still hanging on to the outside of the yeah. pod. Yeah. 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 All right. Let's move on to the next one. Now this one, uh, season one, episode 19, it's a storm over Ryloth. This is the 22nd, uh, episode chronologically originally airing uh, February 27th, 2009. So just a few months after uh, the last one. Mm. Now, Ahsoka disobeys Anakin's orders and loses most of her squadron, prompting Anakin to give his Padawan a lesson in respect for authority and an opportunity for redemption. Man, this one is the classic get back on the horse yeah uh, if like, there ever was one yeah yeah like if you don't do this you never will yeah um again though it leans into some of the 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 stuff we saw in the last episode about this do as i say not as i do yeah <laughs> that uh rebelliousness that uh, hank was talking about mm-hmm. Uh, well, the Techno Union have uh, invaded Ryloth, and Anakin's fleet has been assigned to respond. This is Ahsoka's first command as she leads a starfighter squadron of uh, V-19 torrent fighters. Well, she's nervous, and Anakin drives at home how the men are depending on her and how their lives depend on her leadership, which only serves to reinforce Ahsoka's anxiety about it. But Anakin believes in her. Otherwise, he wouldn't have sent her on this mission. Now, at first, the assault it goes well for Ahsoka and her squadron. But when the enemy commander recognizes Anakin's Star Destroyer, he presumes that Anakin himself is leading the attack. and He sets up a trap by ordering four additional Munificent Class Star Frigates to reinforce the blockade. Spotting the trap, Admiral Yularen tries to warn Ahsoka and her squadron of the danger, but she insists that she can make her attack run on the Lucre Hulk battleship, and she orders her squadron to stay the course. Uh, that whole like that whole I'm uh, I'm young, I've got something to prove, and I have to do this. I'm almost there. Let me finish it. Yeah, I can do this. I can do this. Great confidence is great. Yeah. Overconfidence gets people killed. Yeah. Oops. Well, the closer they get, the thicker the enemy fighter screen grows and the harder it becomes for the clones to maintain any sort of formation. When the droid fighters uh, pierce the Republic lines, Anakin makes another order for Ahsoka to return to the ship and annoyed as she says, all right, all right, she breaks off uh, her run. Uh, What do we got here? Hank's going to say something here. What's he saying? Let's not forget the pressure that she's under. No, I, I don't. Jedi were never meant to be military leaders. She's a child soldier at the end of the day, still learning to rule her emotions. You know, that child soldier thing, that is a huge, uh, a huge consideration. Yeah. Yeah. I, I never even thought of that. Uh, But yeah, (laughs) that's a whole other conversation on, uh, on that topic. But yeah, the whole, the whole Jedi not meant to be leaders. They weren't meant to be soldiers. They were meant to be peacekeepers, uh, peacekeepers protectors of the, of the peace. Yeah. I, I feel like we, we start to walk a fine line though. Like, uh, you know, a protector of the peace, you know, a police officer, especially look at what's going on in the United States. There's a very fine line between being a police agency and being a military, uh, a military force where sometimes the lines get blurred mm-hmm. and certainly that's kind of true of the Jedi, you know, uh, going out and defending worlds that maybe don't have their own sort of 
yeah. uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, agencies to sort of look after that. And then of course the clone war breaks out and it becomes something else altogether. But yeah, what, uh, 10,000 or something Jedi at the outbreak of the clone war and, uh, how many of them with, with Padawans out in the, mm-hmm. in the world, how many child soldiers are we talking about? Oh, 10,000. Yeah. 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 Figure. Uh, or something like that. Not, I guess not every Jedi takes a Padawan learner. Yeah. I assume most would though. Yeah. Once you get the rank, it is kind of part of that, you know, pass on what you have learned thing. Yeah. Uh, She is crazy insubordinate to you learn. Cool. Your jets Admiral. Yeah. I, I made a point. I did write that down actually. Now, um, when Anakin, uh, Anakin's command ship starts taking heavy fire uh, from the enemy fighters, you calls Ahsoka demanding to know where they are. What kills me about this one, and this is just a, one of those plot things, you got three Venator-class Star Destroyers. You tell me that the other two had no fighters that they could launch. Yeah. They make they it sound like... For, you know, presence. <laughs> they, they make it sound like her squadron is the only one. Yeah. No, I don't think so. But anyway, where are the fighters? And she retorts with, cool your jets, Admiral. We're almost there. <laughs> Shut up, Admiral. You're yeah, not Yeah, really. But it's too late because one of the vulture droids uh, pulls a kamikaze at the bridge of, of the ship, which ends up wounding uh, you learn in the process. Yeah. Well, I, as I think that point, actually, it'll come up later, but it hits her home more when she learns. That oh, fact. does it ever? Yeah, yeah. This this whole like respect for authority. And I think that's sort of one of the driving points here. One of the lessons that she learns here. Yeah. <laughs> excuse me um which kind of dovetails into the next episode uh talking about respect not just respect for authority but respect for experience mm-hmm. and i mean uh you know uh, you learn is a is a, he, he is a career he's a career navy man he knows like yeah. he's a he's a strategist yeah he saw it coming and it, well exactly well, as uh, uh, Ahsoka and uh, the remains of her squadron make a run for the Venator, the Torrent Fighters are picked off one by one until it's just Ahsoka and two others that make it back of the three Venators in Anakin's fleet. One of them is completely lost, having broke up in the firefight, while the remaining two burn as they limp away. One more severe than the other. After uh, uh, the battle, Anakin tells Ahsoka how disappointed he is in her. With her head hung low, she tells him that she knows. But she thought she could break through the enemy fighter screen to make it easier for Obi-Wan's fleet when they arrived. Anakin says that uh, he knows she meant well, but in doing so, she disobeyed both Admiral Yularen and himself. He reminds her that there is a bigger picture that she isn't always aware of, and that the first rule of war is to listen and obey her superiors. Uh, Hank says she has uh, blood on her hands after this. No one is ever the same after that. No, no. And this is that, this is the, uh, the bird, the, the burden of leadership, like the true burden of leadership. Um, you know, having been in some real world situations where, where life has been lost yet, yeah, nobody, nobody comes home the same from that. And if you are a leader of, of, uh, soldiers and you lose people under your command, it it messes with you it really really can it's a hard lesson uh indeed as ahsoka points out how anakin himself often gets carried away there we go again with it's okay when you do it yeah and she's even making a point of telling him that she recognizes that he does that yeah 
And Anakin does this weird thing because he doesn't actually address the fact that he's calling her on his crap. He deflects it and just and tells her that just means I understand what you're going through. Yeah. Okay, Anakin, you've lost soldiers before, but that the, the other part of that is she's bringing it up again that it's okay for you to to do these things when you deem it okay, but it's not okay for me. Yeah. Yeah. And then he like banishes her to a room. Yeah, yeah, go to your room. Go cool off. <laughs> That's right. Uh, forlornly, Ahsoka reflects on how many pilots she lost, and Anakin breaks it to her that it is the reality of command. Now, reporting to Mace Windu and Obi-Wan Kenobi, Anakin tells them that they lost a Venator and an entire uh, squadron of fighters. Obi-Wan asks about Ahsoka and tells Anakin to give her time, but also that he will need her to get through the coming battle. And it's a cool moment. It's a nice little nod to remind us that this is Anakin's story too, and Obi-Wan is still, yeah, you know, and, passing and, on the pearls, right? Did Obi-Wan have a vision that says, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Something tells me you're going to need it. Oh, yeah. Hank <laughs> says he's almost as immature as she is. Yeah, very much so. Again, and, you know, it never really came to me before today, but thinking about that, again, that age gap and how much narrower it is between these two yeah. characters makes it much easier to understand, like, more of a brother sister than a almost yeah 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 i mean obi-wan says in revenge of the sith that you know he loved anakin like a brother you know but uh anakin actually uh, talking about obi-wan to uh uh, he was talking to padme in one of the movies and he basically uh said obi-wan is like a father to him Hmm. so it's a very interesting perception of the those relationships spot on andrew daw sweet good for you well, in the sick bay of Anakin's Venator, uh, Ahsoka sits beside the unconscious uh, Ularan, who's lying on a bed. She takes his hand, and as she reflects on the dead pilots, uh, and she tells him how sorry she is. Then uh, Captain Rex walks in to tell her that Anakin is looking for her. Now, finding uh, Anakin in the uh, hangar, uh, working on his starfighter, the two of them talk about how she's feeling. Now, Ahsoka tells him she's fine, but the tone of her voice suggests that she is anything but. And the Admiral did hear that. Yeah, because he kind of opens he, his yeah, eyes. Either that woke like, him up or yeah. he heard the whole yeah, 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 yeah. apology. Still, Anakin continues uh, telling her good because he's going to need her level-headed if they're going to pull off another attack on the Ryloth blockade. Now, Ahsoka has a moment of panic and she blurts out, We can't! She's angry with Anakin because not only do they not have the forces uh, that they had the last time, they don't even have a plan. And she goes off. We don't even have a plan. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this is, again, him him doing his thing. Eh, whatever. Everybody in on it. Eh, whatever. Don't worry about it. Because, like, he keeps everybody. He keeps Rex in the dark. Yeah. Yeah. He keeps everybody in the dark. But again, I think that's a case of if it got back to say like, oh, Mace Windu, yeah, <laughs> he'd have been shut down. Again, it 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 sends a very mixed message in terms of that, like, especially in this episode where he's like, first rule of war: listen and obey. Yeah. Uh listen to which version? Uh listen and obey. But how you go about it? Eh, it's kind of flexible. Yeah. It's really weird. It is. Well, she gets angry and she point, uh, she uh, and points at him and she's like, no, 
that's what you said the last time and now everyone's gone my whole squadron there's a little survivor's guilt for you yeah tempering her anger she tells anakin they can't just smash through the blockade while admonishing her anakin orders ahsoka to go back to her quarters and cool off oh but at the same time he just gave her the idea or gate she gave she him. gave him the idea yeah yeah, yeah. I'm glad that, you know, that they do have uh, the relationship that they do, that he actually considered what she said, not just go to your room and I'm just going to keep pushing ahead the way that yeah. I was going. Like, oh. Because he at that point, he's directionless. He's like, we yeah. got to attack. Yeah, 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 yeah. How the hell are we going to do it? How do we do it? Now we're down a ship yeah. and a squadron. Well, uh, turning, uh, sorry, when Claxons ring out aboard the Venator, Ahsoka goes to the hangar to find Anakin ordering the evacuation of the second ship turns out that he is the one that actually ordered it now turning over the evacuation uh, to rex uh, anakin uh, talks to ahsoka about how the uh, the idea that he got was actually from her now shocked by uh, his assertion she says great <laughs> like it's just like oh great what do you mean what did i do wrong now my idea didn't work the first time what thanks to this yeah one, yeah yeah well, Anakin recounts that uh, she was at least partially right about not being able to smash their way through the blockade and that his earlier plan or lack thereof did in fact put a lot of people at risk. So he's at least recognizing that. Yeah. So he's decided to uh, pilot the empty Venator alone and crash it into the enemy battleship, taking out the commander in the process. Now, Ahsoka argues that if he does that, he'll be killed in the process. But Anakin counters that he and R2 will jettison in an escape pod before impact, and that it's up to her to command the remaining forces to engage the enemy while he bobs around helpless in the escape pod. Doesn't even give her a chance. Like, yeah. she's like, oh, but, uh, but, but, okay, good. See you later. Yeah. Ahsoka nervously tells him she can't do it, that she can't be responsible for something else going wrong. Anakin tells her flatly she is responsible. And not only are the men depending on her, but so is he. And there it is, that get back on the horse. Oh, and by the way, I'm going to make you get back on the horse. Yeah. Kind of good that he did, I suppose. Because, I mean, you could you could endlessly swirl in that, uh, you know, it's my fault yeah. for a long time. And she, and she does swirl a little bit here. A bit. But eventually something just clicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, still nervous, and uh, yeah, as yeah. Hank says, uh, the deep end. Oh, Throws very right much. in, very much. Still, as he's boarding the ramp. He's like, you know, men, she'll take area. Yeah, that's you. right. And they're like, uh, what? <laughs> and, and even Rex is confused because he says at one point, I don't know who the officer is that they're talking to, but they both kind of do the whole like, I wish he had told us about this. Yeah, because then they talk to us. It. Yeah, which they realize. Oh, sorry, we're not trying to. Yeah, we're not you, to but downplay your leadership but. right right but you are kind of untested yeah yeah still nervous and uneasy about what happened the last time ahsoka uh, tries to protest but anakin cuts her off by getting the attention of all the clones attention attention everybody and uh he tells them that he is taking over the defender and leaving ahsoka in charge of the second half of the mission when they engage the techno union blockade Ignoring Ahsoka's pleas, Anakin boards his shuttle while the clones look to their new commander for orders. And with her shoulders slumped, she tells them she'll be on the bridge and walks away. <laughs> oh. Put her on the spot right there. 
on the bridge, Anakin and Ahsoka share one last, are you sure about this uh, before launching their attack? Now, Rex, he calls the plan questionable and another clone officer points out that with three Venators, they couldn't do it. Rex wishes that Anakin had discussed the plan with them because the odds are very much against them. Now, there is a reluctance from the clones to follow Ahsoka here as she is still unproven as a leader. Hank says, it's early in the war. Rex is still getting to know Anakin's uh, methods. Yeah, that's so true, isn't it? And he's still technically developing his own methods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, he kind of makes it up as he goes. Yeah. But, I mean, that's so consistent with that character. Yeah. Yeah. Emerging from hyperspace over Ryloth, Anakin contacts the Separatist commander under the guise of surrender. A bold move. Very much so. But in exchange, he'll need safe passage for food and medical supplies to the surface. Now, the proud general considers... And for everyone on the ship. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every, he plays his bluff. Everyone. All me and my droid. Yep. Uh, um, sorry, but in exchange, he'll need safe passage for food and medical supplies to the surface. The proud general considers the offer, knowing how Anakin's capture would make him the envy of the entire Confederacy. Back on the bridge with Ahsoka, Rex, and the clone officer, they question even if Anakin, uh, even if Anakin takes out the battleship, how will they deal with the remaining cruisers? Because there's like what six of them at least. Yeah. Now Ahsoka actually comes up with a pretty interesting idea, and she says, "Well, if we point the dorsal hull at the enemy bridge, or at the enemy, sorry, the bridge and the hangar would be protected from enemy yeah. fire, and they could use that." to draw the cruisers in before deploying their bombers uh, to outflank them. Well, the clone officer uh, says they need to take more time to plan, but having now regained her confidence, Ahsoka puts her foot down and shouts, there is no more time. And Anakin needs them now. Yeah. Like he's, uh, he's forced their hand at this point. Yeah. He's already yeah, yeah. in motion. The, the plan is already like underway. Yeah. So you either go with this or you don't. And either way, you live with the outcome. Yeah. Which is, it's hard because, I mean, we're not even talking, we don't know what the passage of time is like in this episode, but they make it feel like it is a very, very short amount of time. Yeah, because uh, the, uh, the captain of the techno union there, he's yeah. like, give me the report I want to read up on him. That's right, yeah. Okay, he's going to be back. This is what it tells yeah, he me. He totally expects it too, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, well, <clears throat> sorry. Um, just then, the voice of Admiral Yularen rings out and says that she's right as Yularen strides onto the bridge with his head bandaged up, of course. Yep. He calls the move very bold, but these circumstances call for drastic measures. That's pretty cool to have that. I mean... The strategist backs right. you up on your play. That's exactly. Cool. That's got to be a, a big confidence booster. Yeah. And I do, I do, I really like this plan because it's not ordinary. Like you wouldn't think no. to roll a destroyer on its side and use it as a shield. I'll just show my belly. The whole idea of showing your belly in yeah. the animal kingdom. Yeah. That's just like, what, 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 what? Again, though, I like that. One thing that Star Wars doesn't do very well is think of space battle in terms of three dimensions. Yeah. And so this was actually one of those like, oh, took it into account. that's yeah. cool. That's very cool. Well, over Ryloth, the enemy commander learns that the Republic ship is empty. 
And Anakin has uh, set it for a collision course. Meanwhile, Ahsoka and Admiral Yularen arrive behind him while Ahsoka points out how chaotic it will be when the two ships collide. And that is the time that they'll need to get Anakin's escape pod into their tractor beam. Interestingly enough, they actually didn't go with the tractor beam. No, even though they called they, for they it. They yeah. someone out to get him. <laughs> oh, sorry. Hank says it's a great move in 3D chess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, great minds. Yeah, of course. Sorry, yeah, tractor beam. We didn't use the tractor beam, which is interesting. Well, leaving the bridge, uh, Ahsoka asserts that she'll lead the fighter squadron. Oh, talk about getting back on the horse. Like, quite literally, I'm going to do this again. Yeah. She will lead the fighter squadron and to wait for her signal to begin the attack. Technically, she's laid a, a trap of her own here. Kind of, because yeah, she's like, got to... Because they got to draw them in. They got to pull the cruisers around to attack the bridge, yeah. Don't give them enough time to get out of there. While or to the, damage the Smaller the fighters do it. Right, right. Um, and cool, uh, the fighters that they use. Yeah. The bluff is successful, and the two ships, in fact, collide, but not before the uh, Nemoidian commander escapes, leaving the droids in disarray and uh, realizing their commander has abandoned them. None of the droids want to assume command. No. But eventually they figure it out, and uh, the munificent the munificent cruisers move in to attack. I love the line from uh, Rex here, though. Uh, the admiral's like, "Okay, they're not going for it. We got to bail." He's like, "They're droids. Just give them a minute. yeah. Give them. They'll they'll figure it out." Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, with a mixed squadron of Y wings, Republic Y wings going at it, and uh, torrent fighters, Ahsoka wreaks havoc on the cruisers. With the blockade broken, the way is cleared for Mace Windu and Obi-Wan Kenobi to move in with three acclimator assault ships and begin their landing to liberate Ryloth. And they just coast right in. They do. They just plow right through it. And they make short work of the cruisers at that. Um, the Y-Wings proving to be very yeah. effective. And it goes exactly like she said. The, the smaller ships are much faster and more maneuverable. And because they're in so close. Yep, they can't do anything about it. It was uh, easy enough to just skip from ship to ship and bomb the crap out of them. <laughs> <laughs> and again, uh, meanwhile, watches from the comfort of his escape pod and uh, enjoys the show until he's finally picked up by a shuttle and the episode ends. Yeah. Ah, this I she runs through the whole emotional gambit here, though. Yeah, totally, totally. Like from overconfident to you know, lost to you know the the one thing that uh, we can say I think we can say definitively about Ahsoka is the special uh, sticking with that theme of special relationships is she has a special relationship to the clones. Yeah, and it's not just the clones uh, that she works with; it's all the clones she feels something for them that yeah. you know it's very apparent by the time we get to season seven and towards the end of everything where like we witness that firsthand but yeah. this is some of the like, some of the early sort of like uh uh sort of uh, um diving into that sort of what's informed that relationship again having lost those clones yeah uh, directly and under like, her command. Yeah. Well, Kloon said in the previous episode, like, yeah. And the clones are like, you know, we're just clones. And he's like, not to me. No. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And, uh, that goes for a lot of the Jedi, but her especially. Yeah. 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 Hank says, uh, they came to respect her so much. Yeah. They really do. They really, really do. I think because, you know, in terms of like the, and we talked about it in some of our other shows, you know, mm -hmm. the whole, uh, you know, the joke about droid rights, but like clone rights came up. Yeah. Uh, in, the bad batch 
and I think Ahsoka was sort of one of the early, one of the earliest. Uh, yeah, them, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though it kind of didn't do anything that we know of yet. True, true. Season three, season three. <sighs> Come back on Tuesday night when we talk when we do random fandom because I got a point I got to make on that. <laughs> That's exciting <laughs> stuff. If you've been watching the news. All right. So, what did you think of that one? I liked it. I mean, you put it through the ringer, but uh, you know, she comes out that much more wise and mature. Do you think you could have handled all of this at fourteen? No, <laughs> me neither. No. Here's a multi-million-dollar uh, warplane, and by the way, go and lead a bunch of men to their death. Yeah, be home in time for dinner. <laughs> the other thing that we actually should talk about on Tuesday as well, uh, with the Nemoidian, yeah, being and going all the way back to Phantom Menace, where it was yeah. the typical Asian. Oh yeah, they really leaned into that on this episode. They did. Yeah, they did not uh, shy and, away from that. Because it's funny, I just read an article on the top fifty uh, most offensive movies. Yeah, and yeah. that leans into it. Oh, it, really yeah, hard. it really does. It really, really does. You know, different time, different place. We got one more episode. We got to get through this one. Uh, as I was writing, the the more cumbersome it got. So I apologize. Now this is going to be the the most uh, writing and the most number of slides. But we will get there. But Here we go. One, this one, the hope resonates. Yeah, it really does. This one is uh, season three, episode 21. It's called Padawan Lost. This one was the 65th overall uh, chronologically. Uh, 65, that's a pretty significant number, or at least it used to be uh, back in the 80s and 90s. Uh, 65 was the number of episodes you needed for uh, uh, an animated or a series. Uh, basically to run Monday to Friday for a 13 week TV uh, TV uh, schedule. So basically what you used to need for uh, syndication. Mm. Now it's more like a hundred. Yeah. 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 This one aired uh, March 19th, 2011. So we're now what? Uh, three, three years, uh, 2009, I think was our last episode. Uh, yeah. 2009. Yeah. So we're, uh, we're three years later. And uh, our episode synopsis reads, Ahsoka and a group of abducted younglings find themselves trapped on a Trandoshan moon, prey in an elaborate and cruel hunt. The forlorn younglings have lost all hope despite the best efforts of their spirited leader, Khalifa. Ahsoka rallies them to defend themselves and strike back against the Trandoshan, an effort with deadly consequences. <sighs> this episode is easily one of the most macabre uh, mm. episodes, I think, of the entire series. I did make a list of what some of the things I saw, and I know I missed a few because I just couldn't tell what they were, but yeah. we'll get there. Yeah. On the last episode, Hank says, uh, Chewy. <laughs> but he says uh, she grows parsecs. She grows parsecs. Yeah, yeah, for I, sure. Absolutely. Parsnips? <laughs> couldn't resist the snips comment <laughs> cool it sky guy uh, i need to put a groan button on here <laughs> all right so uh this one's kind of cool because this goes back now this is a location that we saw in attack of the clones uh sorry in revenge of the sith mm -hmm. so it tells you it gives you an idea how long the uh, siege uh, of felucia was Went going on, on. yeah 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 felucia is under siege and it's up to jedi generals plo Koon, anakin uh, anakin skywalker and his apprentice ahsoka tano to secure an outpost 
as uh, General Grievous sends more droid reinforcements. As the three Jedi watch the reinforcements arrive, Master Plo suggests the three of them split up and attack from three sides where they can all meet in the middle. The Jedi move to get into position, but along the way, Ahsoka senses something in the forest, but she dismisses it as an animal. And she's like not really wrong no, either. Because the Triadoshans are running off like basically the reptile brain, all instinct, right? They really lean into that animalistic quality of them yeah. in this episode, especially when they get to the 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 guy that they fight sort of hand to hand. Yeah. Well, the Jedi, uh, sorry, I, I just read that one. When the droid forces detect the approaching walkers, Master Plo orders his artillery to fire on the compound. Focusing their attention on the uh, uh, on the droids, sorry, focusing their attention on the approaching walkers, the droids drop the front gate to mount a counterattack. Yeah, they basically open the door and say, "Come on in." Yeah, they just open the front door. Okay, come on in. Where's your strategy, droid, on that one? Yeah, 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 yeah. Anakin's forces attack the droids, spilling out the front gate, while Master Plo and his jetpack troopers assault the landing ship inside the compound. I laughed at that point. Why is that? Well, he uses the force and just force jumps right in. Oh there. yeah, yeah, and they all and they're fly. all like, uh, and then of course the jetpacks come. Yeah. Play. It's like okay, okay, they got jetpacks, yeah. they can keep up with them. While Ahsoka's troopers use ascension guns to scale the wall, a Trandoshan watches her from a concealed position. And I love this part too because this shows how much more she's grown too, right? She doesn't. Oh yeah, brush up the wall. She's she waiting. Waits. Till everybody. Yeah, is yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody over the wall, then me. Yeah, yeah. Taking care of her squad. Well, uh, sorry. And when the last trooper goes over the wall, the Trandoshan uh, steps out from his uh, concealed position Makes and he shoots Ahsoka with what looks like an electrified net gun, mm. rendering her unconscious before he drags her off into the forest. Man, if it was only that easy, <laughs> just going to go bag a Jedi today. Yeah. Well, I wonder how much juice is in that thing. Uh, Yeah. Securing the outpost, the Jedi realize that Ahsoka is missing, and Anakin tries to call her, but his Padawan has conveniently had her comlink removed as she wakes up in a dark cell, uh, seeing her Trandoshan captor crushing it in front of her. Well, looking around, she sees uh, uh, sorry, she sees another cell occupied by a male Snevian. Uh, that's our uh, uh, Snaggletooth uh, species. Mm. Uh, Snevian. Ahsoka asks who the pirates are, and the Snevian tells her that their Trandoshan captors are going to release them so they can be hunted for sport. Uh, so we're getting an episode of uh, Predators. Predators. <laughs> Predators. Uh, surviving the game. Yeah. If you've seen that one. Was that with Ice T? It was with Ice T. Yeah. 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 Same idea. Drop a bunch of dudes off and hunt them. Hank says we uh, see the evolution of Ahsoka's clothing too. Yeah. So now season three, she's uh, aged up a little bit now and she's yeah. in her, uh, her second, uh, second look, yeah. I guess you would call it a little bit more armor, a little bit more functionality, uh, a little less midriff. Yeah. A little less, uh, let's pimp her out. Yeah. I never liked that look. I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> I was never, I was never a fan of it. She's not a tween. She got covered. That's up. true. No, yeah, you're right. Protect her midsection. Right. Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but it turns out that the hunt will not be here on Felucia as their ship lifts off and makes the jump to hyperspace. Oh, arriving on an unnamed planet, the Trandoshan ship hovers low over a remote mountain. Did yeah. I write that correct? It's like a mountainous island. I guess it was. Yeah. 
uh, hovers over a remote island where Ahsoka and four other prisoners are dropped from their cells onto the beach before one of the Trandoshans uh, shoots at them from the ship in order to drive them off into the nearby woods. He says, uh, let's see how many of them are smart enough to get in the game. That's exactly what he says. Yeah. Sadly, two of the captives are gunned down before they can get off the beach. Then the pirate ship pulls away, leaving the survivors to fend for themselves. Well, separated and on her own, uh, Ahsoka makes her way aimlessly through the woods, pausing to observe her surroundings. Suddenly, three other young people literally drop in on her from the trees. A human girl, a a Toilet boy, and a Syrian boy. Uh, Hank says, a pretty brazen to troll prey in a combat-ravaged battlefield. Yeah. Uh, it, well, they had no way of fighting back. I guess, yeah. Yeah. Well, the girl tells Ahsoka that uh, you need to come with us. And when Ahsoka asks, who are you? The girl tells her that they used to be Jedi younglings. And the four of them uh, then take off into the trees. Now, arriving at what looks uh, like a treetop shelter, the Twi'lek boy tells her uh, that they didn't stand a chance, that uh, the Trandoshans attacked them while they were on a training mission before bringing them all to this planet. Ahsoka asks, well, why would they want to capture younglings? And the boy tells her, because Jedi Knights are too powerful. Now, there's a cool thing here, which is like, they, they say that they've been here for over three rotations, mm-hmm. but they also say that they are younglings. They're not Padawan learners like Ahsoka, but these kids look like they're pretty much almost as old as she is. Yeah. They're not very far off. No. So how long is three rotations on this planet? Mm-hmm. Like, and like who took some younglings out to train and was like, well, I'm going back with yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. We're just gonna leave you here. You guys are on your own. See you later. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Could just... it be the same thing though? How they got Ahsoka? She was alone. Yeah. You know, she was separated from Anakin. But at the same time, Anakin is like, you know, we need my Padawan. Yeah. Whereas, if this guy's lost them, where is the search party? True. That's true. Well, we're going to get to that because I know Anakin has a, a lot to say about that. Yes, he does. <laughs> the girl introduces herself as uh, Khalifa. Uh, the Syrian is uh, Omer and Jinx the Twi'lek. Now, Ahsoka tells them that uh, she is a Padawan learner and that she was captured during the Battle of Felucia. It almost seems insufficient at this point to call her a Padawan learner. And yet she is. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing. Like when we see Anakin in Attack of the Clones, he's, you know, it's 10 years later. Yeah. And he's still a Padawan. Yeah. It's only the, that, you know, when, when Obi-Wan uses the, my Padawan line. Yeah. Khalifa explains that they were taken to be hunted and killed and to be mounted as trophies. Something we're going to get to see a little bit later on. Yeah. Jinx says that they've been there for over three rotations and no one has come for them. And it is clear that he is despondent. Back on Felucia, the search for Ahsoka continues. Master Plo tells Anakin that he has alerted their forces in the Outer Rim, along with their intelligence assets inside the Confederacy. If she's spotted, they will know about it. Uh, Even Padme says, you're just a Padawan. That's true, yeah. So even the everyday citizenry recognizes the, the difference, I guess. Yeah. Or the perceived difference, anyway. Master Plo tells Anakin that their mission on Felucia is over. 
and they are to return to Coruscant. But Anakin insists that uh, he won't abandon Ahsoka. Uh, Master Plo tells him, and this is this could have been right from uh, from Obi Wan. He says, "You're letting your emotions cloud your judgment." Never heard that before in mm. reference to Anakin Skywalker. And at the same time, did Plo receive a vision or sense? I don't. She's know. no longer on planet. I don't know. I think he's just more. Uh, I mean, there's a conversation that they have later on, which I think sort of explains sort of his position. It's that if you did your job she'll do hers. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, Master Plo, uh, sorry, Anakin says he won't leave her fate to others, and Master Plo tells him it's time to go. Reluctantly, Anakin recalls Rex and his forces, and they do, in fact, leave. Well, the following morning, uh, Khalifa wakes Ahsoka, telling her it's time to go, that they move every day to keep the hunters from picking up their scent. Ahsoka scoffs as she says, that's your plan? Khalifa says, if you're really a Padawan learner, then you'd know there's wisdom in experience, telling her that they've been here longer and you will learn if you listen and only if you listen. You know, she's been through this with Anakin enough times already to know that um, that's not necessarily true. Yeah. We just saw that in the last episode, like that whole blind obedience thing eh, doesn't necessarily work. No. Got a couple coming from Hank there. We can't look for a battle one. <laughs> yeah, that's the flip side there. Of course they'll come for us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'd think you would think though, as a kid, if you spend all that time, if you're always in the company of other people yeah. and you expect that these are the people who look out for you, of yeah. course you're gonna think that they're gonna come. Which takes me back to how long has three rotations been? Because I would say they're counting it as three rotations of around the sun like three that's what years I mean, like three years around of the, whatever the, of the the length of a year is on this planet long enough for them to consider themselves that they used to be jedi right. we're not jedi anymore no one's come for us this is our existence now yeah. we we sleep in the trees and we move every day because the one of them says you know all we do is survive yeah 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 uh sorry there's wisdom uh in experience telling her that you've been here longer and you will learn if you listen and only if you listen this girl has definitely become hardened by her situation she's lost hope she's the only one who's sort of keeping it together for the rest of them and yeah she has completely lost hope yeah. she to me it's like running on, i don't want to say running on instinct because that doesn't that's not right but it's like there's this they're they're in such a routine where yeah. she can't see outside of that anymore. No. Yeah. Get up, run from the Trandoshans, sleep at night. On the Trandoshan hunter ship, the lizard men revel at the dawning of the sun as they gather their gear to depart. Now the great hall on their ship is a macabre collection of taxidermy and skins. The list of what I was able to pick out. Oh, that's true here. Hank says uh, uh Lord of the Flies. Kind of. Kind of. They're not, at least they're not killing each other. No. Uh, there's the obvious one. There's the Wampa head with the skin, a complete Gundark. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there's a whole Gundark in there. Uh, mounted busts of both a Gran and an Athorian. There are several Wookiee heads with no eyes and yeah. full skins. A mounted Rancor's head, a mounted Reek's head, a mounted Gungan head, and at least two other heads that I could not identify. But yeah, the Wampa Heebie. head making up the throne, though. Yeah, Ooh. I got the heebs when I watched that. 
Well, it's worse with the Wookiees with no eyes. Yeah, when they see them on the, it's one thing in the in the dark, but then there's a sequence when they're by the fire and the fire is illuminating them and they focus on them like, yeah, I'm like they're not just pelts; they've been three. It's full bodies, like a head with like there's arms, a torso, and legs. Yep. Yeah, not cool. Well, the Trandoshan uh, hunters all board repulsor skiffs and they head for the surface. In the trees, Ahsoka and the other kids move quietly from limb to limb, and Khalifa calls for them to stop as she hears someone coming. Then the two prisoners that arrived with Ahsoka walk past on the ground, and Ahsoka says that they should help them, but Khalifa tells her, no, it's too late, and they're gunned down by the hunters. Ahsoka stands with a stern look on her face. Uh, but Khalifa pulls her down again, gesturing for them to remain silent. Then the group move off away from the hunters. Hank says, uh, Ahsoka owls keep making appearances here. I noticed that as well. Are those the little gold birds? Yeah, they were the little, the uh, I, I keep wanting to say Morai, but that's wrong. That's the name of that specific one. But, uh, yeah, the, the whatever yeah. species of owl. Okay. Yeah. There's like three of them in a row. Yeah. And one, like one, one lands and then another one lands. Yeah. Beside it. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Ahsoka stands with a stern look on her face. Oh, sorry, I read that already, didn't I? Uh, Khalifa pulls her down again, gesturing for them to remain silent. Then a group, the group moves off away from the hunters. Now, stopping the group, Ahsoka tells Khalifa they could have helped them. Khalifa says no. She says here on this world, they're not saviors, they're survivors. And if they'd been spotted, they'd be dead by now. That's awful. Yeah. Ahsoka tells Khalifa, well, you'll never get out of here if that's all you do, if, if you just keep hiding. And she says that you have to act. Well, taking a seat, Jinx tells Ahsoka that they were there were once other Padawans that thought the way that she does. When she asks, where are they now? Khalifa angrily blurts out, they're all dead. Trying to rally the younglings. Good for Ahsoka. She tells the group that just because those Padawans failed, it doesn't mean that they will. And Omer tells her, it's not that they don't want to fight, but the hunters have all of the advantages. At that, Ahsoka runs off while Khalifa chases after her, telling her to come back. Ahsoka says, I can't do that. Her master would never forgive her for running and hiding in a situation like this. I believe that to be very true. Yeah. She has definitely picked that up. Like, there's an expectation of me and I'm not going to, I'm not going to let them down. No. Khalifa warns her, do not overestimate your abilities. Looking over her shoulder, Ahsoka tells her, I'm not, and then slides down a thick vine towards the forest floor. Then, using herself as bait, Ahsoka walks fairly conspicuously along the forest floor. Hello, lizard man. Come find me, lizard man. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'm not. Within seconds, uh, she's set upon by one of the hunters. They struggle hand-to-hand for a moment before the Trandoshan gets the upper hand. And uh, just as he's about to shoot her, uh, Khalifa, who has come up from behind, uses the force to rend the rifle from his hands. And she lifts the hunter several feet off the ground by his throat. The Trandoshan struggles to breathe as Khalifa tightens her grip. But then Ahsoka goes to her, telling the youngling, don't kill him out of hatred. It's not the Jedi way. Snapping out of her anger, Khalifa drops the hunter. and He's alive. This is very much uh, like 
you know, the, uh, the, the sequence on the, the bridge when they captured the Supreme Chancellor. Yeah. And Palpatine's watching. Kill him. It's yeah. not the Jedi way. It's yeah, the, almost, a, yeah, it's a similar sort of test, if you will. Yeah. Uh, Ahsoka passes this one, by the way. Oh, yeah. And so does Khalifa. Yeah. And I think because of who Ahsoka is, that it's been so long. These kids have been in this, again, this routine for so long. They can't see anything else. And so now they've got Ahsoka. Who can actually they, show them a new way. Right. And they're actually seeing her do something. There's this renewed sense of like, maybe all hope isn't lost. Yeah. And the fact yes. that she's now using the force is like, Hey, don't forget. Yeah. We are Jedi. Jedi. Yeah, exactly. The three Jedi younglings, even without lightsabers, you can't tell me that they're not a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. I mean, look right. at Grogu. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, um, well, just as Ahsoka and Khalifa share a moment, the defeated hunter, he screeches something unintelligible in uh, Dosh, which is the Trandoshan language, but it literally sounds like uh, uh, it's very I, I Jurassic thought, Park. Yeah, like, akin like to the raptors calling Raptor for help. barking. Yeah. Like that. I, I'm not even going to try, but you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> raptor, raptor barking. Yeah. Is that a thing? Calling for help. Raptor barking. It's a thing now. Yeah. Just getting like a uh, what was it a coked out weasel <laughs> coked out ferret coked out a coked out ferret, ferret. <laughs> <laughs> getting back to his feet the hunter is set on by omer and jinx and they quickly subdue him back into unconsciousness so uh taking the hunter's rifle the children take off into the forest before more hunters arrive Later that night, at another uh, treetop uh, campsite, uh, Ahsoka can't figure out why the Trandoshan rifle won't work for her. And Jinx tells her that uh, they deactivate the blasters whenever they're taken, which is why none of them have one. That's an interesting uh, point. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to know how blasters. they're doing that, remotely turning them off. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. We've seen other ones where it's like... Uh... You know, uh, you have to have a certain DNA or whatever on yeah, the trigger yeah, yeah. for it to work for you. Maybe yeah. it's only keyed to Trandoshans. Oh, I was thinking the same thing. Like, it's the Judge Dread thing. You've got to have your hand on it. It's biometrics or something. Yeah. But um, maybe it is. I don't know. Um, coked out ferret. That's a reference to uh, last night's activities. Yeah, I hope yeah, which we'll, we're going to talk about that on Tuesday night, too. Come back on Tuesday night when we're talking it's gonna about be a good one. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. Why it won't work. Tossing the blaster aside, a downtrodden Ahsoka rests her head in her hand as she contemplates what to do next. There's almost a little bit of like, oh, like she kind of gets down for a minute. Yeah. Khalifa tells her it's been a long time since the Trandoshans captured another Padawan and uh, brought them here. And she calls it a mistake on their part. And she remarks that Ahsoka's energy and strength is what they've been lacking, that they had lost hope and forgot who they are. Looking up at the group, Ahsoka asks them, well, who are you? And a newly resolved Khalifa tells her, we're Jedi. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Now she's she needed a, was, all they needed was the coach to get him back. They needed a motivational speech. Yep. Well, it's a very particular motivational speech. It is. Ahsoka says they need a strategy in order to go on the offensive. And because none of them know where the hunters come from, the first thing they have to do is to find out where they live. Later that night, on board the Trandoshan ship, the hunters are all gathered around a large fireball as they all ritually chant. And they're chanting, like, one of their names. It's Dar. Yeah, Dar, I think it's the son of the Dar. king, right? 
Yeah, the son of the uh, like, the red spiky guy. Yeah, because he's. I think this is intended to be his rite of passage. Yeah, it's his. Uh, yeah, Jedi. his uh, rite of Trandoshan hood. I guess. Yeah, hunterhood. I don't know. Maybe. As the chanting builds into a crescendo, Ahsoka is startled from her sleep. There's another weird thing. Like, is that another force premonition thing? Like, it could be in the same way that she was able to find. Uh, or or be certain that Plokun was alive. Yeah. Is this another weird, like the force acting through her saying, Hey, get ready. This is coming. I kind of, I feel like this is definitely a force thing. vision. I don't think that it's, it's her controlling it. I just no. think it's, you know, sometimes you control it. Sometimes it controls you. It works. This is, you. Yeah, exactly. Looking around the treetop camp, Ahsoka can see that the others are still fast asleep. So she lays back down. The following morning, the kids take a pause in their search to rethink where they should be looking. But when Omer lays back against one of the tree roots, he's startled to see the Trandoshan floating citadel high above them. But just as they have spotted the hunters, so have the hunters spotted them. And they all split up and run for it, just as the hover pods descend on them with blasters ablaze. Jenks and Omer run in one direction while Ahsoka and Khalifa another. Both groups manage to evade their pursuers, but uh, when a branch gives out under Khalifa's feet, she falls to the forest floor, now an easy target for the hunters. The Trandoshan, Dar, leaps from the pod, telling the others he'll kill Khalifa with his own hands. Khalifa, meanwhile injured from the fall, backs away into the thick undergrowth, trying to get away from him but it's no use. She can't move fast enough. Reaching out with the force, she hurls the hunter back into the trunk of a tree where he slumps down, kind of stunned. It's enough to give her some time to climb into a nearby tree, but Dar is back on her in no time, chasing her as she climbs higher and higher. Now, having caught up to Khalifa, uh, the hunter is unaware uh, that so has Ahsoka. <laughs> and when he levels his blaster, uh, he's so focused uh, that he doesn't see Ahsoka leap down on him from above. Now, they struggle hand to hand with Ahsoka managing to knock the rifle from his hands. Eventually, they square off on this uh, plateau, uh, which is uh, over top of a large uh, like a thistle thorn thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And when the hunter charges at Ahsoka, uh, Ahsoka rolls back using her legs to vault the Trandoshan over the edge, where he lands on a sharp root, piercing his chest and killing him. But at least she didn't do it out of anger. Absolutely not. It's all totally in self-defense. It's all good. Rushing back to help Khalifa, she and Ahsoka make their way down onto the forest floor, but suddenly a blaster rings out and Khalifa is shot clean through the back. I guess clean to the chest? Yeah. Back to chest? Yeah. Okay. Enough to do some uh, bad, bad, well, bad, bad. Yeah. It's Dar's father and he's looking for revenge for the death of his son, but they can't get the hover pod any closer because the brush is just too thick. So he fires his blaster in a rage uh, in attempt to hit Ahsoka. Ahsoka tells Khalifa they have to move, but Khalifa now breathing very labored tells Ahsoka to leave her. Of course, Ahsoka refuses uh, but Khalifa, knowing that her time is short, pleads with her to take care of the others before she takes her last breath. Yeah, more loss for Ahsoka as she uh, loses another one. 
Collecting herself, Ahsoka leaves Khalifa's body on the ridge and she heads back into the forest. Well, back on uh, Coruscant at the Jedi Temple, Anakin studies a star map. Then Master Plo Koon enters the room and he asks him, what is Ahsoka's strength? Anakin tells him that she's fearless. Master Plo says that can also be a weakness before asking if she's a worthy apprentice. Anakin says that no one has her kind of determination, but Master Plo uh, remarks, except you. Anakin says, I'll find her, but Plo Koon cautions him that that may not be within his power. Frustrated, Anakin blurts out, whatever you're trying to say, just say it. And as Master Plo leaves the room, he tells Anakin that if you have trained her well, she shall take care of herself and find a way back to you leaving Anakin alone in front of the hollow table. That is the end of that episode. Yep. So she doesn't even make it off the, uh, no, off the Island per se. No, this is a cliffhanger ending that leads to the next episode. Yeah. Yeah. Which actually the next one in the the playlist, is it? Okay. It is the follow up. Yep. So yeah, that's our, the first three episodes of, uh, let me take this out of here. The first three episodes of the uh, uh, road to Ahsoka from the Ahsoka Tano playlist uh, on Disney plus. If you haven't checked it out, uh, I highly encourage you to go and watch them next week. We're going to be covering uh, just the the next next two. I think Uh, if my math is right, we should be two episodes now every week until uh, we're done. We got another comment here coming in here. Uh, I believe this is still Hank says these small things are why I love Clone Wars so much. As good as Revenge of the Sith was, it can make the Clone Wars feel like one battle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a blink and you'll miss it kind of thing. Yeah. Um, as opposed to, I mean, we can say seven seasons. It's not really seven seasons. It's five full seasons, and then you know a couple of episodes for six, and then that final arc, which you might as well just watch it as an extension of revenge of the sith but absolutely yeah. five full seasons of television that really flesh out the prequel trilogy and really build this this character uh ahsoka tano into this fan favorite character that we we all have an affection for mm-hmm. uh, i know this is uh, uh certainly one of hank's favorite characters and i mean of the three of us hank has been the biggest champion for this uh, as i was the big champion for andor Hank is the cheerleader for uh, for Ahsoka, and uh, it's so I'm so sad he couldn't be here tonight. I mean, you are here, you were here commenting, so I mean, but it's you know it's not the same. So yeah, better a little than none. What did you think of these first three episodes, Andy? What do you think if you had to summarize, sort of uh, in terms of her development as a character? It's leaps and bounds from where she starts. Yeah, I, like huge difference from the first episode to this one. Yeah. And, you know, if that can trend continues, you know, you're going to get like, we already know from what we've seen in the Mandalorian, like she's light years beyond where she started. I think one of the things is that, like I said, that first season uh, back at the beginning that the, the animated film and the first season now having rewatched some of it, it's not as juvenile as I remember it being, but it is still definitely written at a lower level than say season seven right and at the same time right i think she is written as your gateway for young kids to yeah grow along with her right that's a that's a question that i would love to know if that was an intentional thing like did was it intentionally written that way for kids to like she's my entry point she's my my window into that world yeah 
you know, cause every kid wants to be what kid doesn't want to be a Jedi. Right. So let's make a kid a Jedi and follow their adventures. Yeah. Super cool. I'm glad we decided to, uh, to, to take a look at this character because I've been wanting to, with our love of the live action stuff that's happening. Um, I've wanted to look back at, at some of these episodes to see what, uh, what they bring or how they're going to inform what's coming uh, in August. Really? She factors in pretty heavily for like their future plans, right? Yeah. 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 And we're going to find out just how heavily. Uh, absolutely. We are. Uh, what's that? So Hank says, Oh, wait a second. We got another one here. What we got? We got, uh, we've got team Ahsoka. Yes. Filoni admitted that they didn't really start writing her until she became popular. She was just an accessory for Anakin at first to make his fall more impactful. Yeah, that's kind of cool because that whole, I mean, we, I even see it, I saw it again today, that whole, uh, the meme with the uh, roses are red, I have a blaster, and then Mace Windu underneath that. I haven't seen that one. You are not granted the rank of master. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't have to be the rank of master to take an apprentice. You just have to be a fully trained Jedi. So, I mean, yeah. you know, any Jedi knight could have had an apprentice. Yeah, and he was granted the rank of knight. Is just after watching what Anakin went through, like I was floored that they gave like early on floored that they were going to give this guy an apprentice. This guy's unhinged. Like that's bad. That's bad. <laughs> it can't work out for that. Whoever that is. If you really one was reckless, but, <laughs> but it, ultimately it really has, Yeah, you know, you, you take everything that is Anakin Skywalker and you dump it into somebody who is way more, adjusted mm -hmm. and maybe you get an ahsoka tano yeah. yeah 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 she's a great character she really is a great character and i can't wait to explore her uh, uh further as we uh keep going on our uh fandom power the road to ahsoka tano which is going to take us all the way now uh can we can we reveal the name of our of our next series i, I guess so this one comes straight from uh from hank <laughs> Oh, wait, wait, before we do that, Hank's got another comment. Obi had an unspoken order to keep a sharp eye on that relationship. Yeah, I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did. Uh, in the same way that he was watching the uh, Anakin Padme thing. But I think, you know, I think, you know, Obi-Wan maybe wasn't the only one who saw it. They all just kind of. Yeah. All right. So once we get through the road to Ahsoka, we will be uh, going back to our deep dive uh stylings on uh the ahsoka tano show and i think we have landed courtesy of hank we have landed on uh fandom power presents the ahsoka fano show ahsoka fano <laughs> it's so on brand for us i i snicker every time i say it but i love it <laughs> so hang out uh come back for that uh in eight weeks of course don't wait eight weeks do come back and hang out with us uh, uh every tuesday night and every sunday night tuesday nights it's random fandom uh i got a few headlines that i have curated already uh for this week's episode andy and i uh went to a digital movie premiere last night uh, which means we sat right here and we watched the digital premiere of uh of uh, sky hoshi anime girl yeah uh, uh if you've watched our show before we uh we actually had an opportunity to sit down and talk to the writer and director uh kalani hubbard uh so last night we were uh, invited to the digital premiere and the uh, live q a with the cast uh and it was a fun night so uh i got some screenshots we'll share with you on tuesday night talk about that a little bit with a lot more but you'll have to come back on tuesday and see us 
So more or less the same time, same channel. You know where we are. You can find us in all those places around over there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like and subscribe and do all that stuff. Uh, love you. It's a great episode. Thanks, man. We'll talk very soon. Uh, so that's it for me. Yeah. That's How about you? I yeah, I got nothing else. Hope you enjoyed this one as much as we did. Uh, come back next week as we do it again on the road to Ahsoka. Until Tuesday night, though, for Fandom Power, my name is Wes. I'm Andy. And we'll see you on the next one. Bye for now. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to Fandom Power. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Stay tuned for our next episode where we'll be talking about another one of your favorite fandoms.